run hard down the side. So that's Bronco Hara, who's all the way out there. Hara for Pereira, finds Arriola, and he roofs it to tie the game. It's Dallas player to do so since Jeff Cunningham in 2009. Franco Jara here coming in. Out of Velasco. We'll get back to him. Back heel. Marfan. Crash! And Ariel almost had another one. It's a goal kick. Well, I, uh... I haven't changed the the, the, the opening credits yet. Partly because I want to go back in time when when uh, FC Dallas uh, was winning games. But, hey, we're, we're, we're here to talk about where we are. And, uh... There were some highlights from this past week. So welcome to the show, everybody. Big D After Dark. I'm your host, Nathan Hill. You can follow me on Twitter, at Nathan J. Hill. We're missing, we're missing most of the crew tonight, uh, but our buddy Tommy LaBeouf is here with us. Uh, at, you can follow him at Tom underscore FC Dallas as we enjoy some refreshing beverages and talk about FC Dallas, North Texas, and whatever else, rumors and other good things um, tough week for FC Dallas fans two games at home and in my uh, article today on bigdsoccer.com I talked about how you know usually home cooking is what helps an ailing team but in this case uh, FC Dallas has struggled for two straight games at home uh, and and before that of course winless in eight total games not a great run of form for the team and and most uh you know most frustrating uh on on Saturday night to welcome Austin FC in state rival and to lose on that late equalizer lose uh their hands on Copa Tejas uh disappointment disappointment all around especially when FC Dallas was the better team on the field but couldn't put it away so we have a lot to get to to talk about there. So let's just start uh, with this past week, looking at uh, just your reaction, Tommy, to a loss against NYCFC and a loss, and then the late equalizer and a draw at home against Austin FC. Yeah, the the New York game, we you know we went down early, and it, it's just another one of those things this year. I, I you know of all the years that I followed FC Dallas. You know, the goals that we've given up this year have just been dumb, stupid mistakes. It, it, it hasn't been like in the past where someone just made a good play or there's a transition to a good goal. It's just most of the goals that we're giving up is like we run and step on someone's foot in the box. We don't, you know, we're, we're defending a lead. We have all the men in the box and then we get one player get beat. Uh, you know, we have the keeper save the ball back into the middle or we, or we clear the ball back into the middle. You know, we're not doing the smart things of clearing the ball to the side, clearing it out to the end, you know. It, it's always some culprit that's, you know, and, and talking about the Austin game, had we not had this this big loss, this not loss, but just this, this slump that we're in of giving up goals and not having the three points and getting one point where it's just very draggy. The game against Austin, I thought they played very well. Actually, uh, I thought Nanu had one of his better games until he, he had that one goof. But, you know, it takes two people in that play, and I pointed out that I thought Cirillo and um, Nanu were, were part of the, that goal to give up because they both – they kind of relaxed. And that's, you know, what happened with Tafari a few days, games back where he was 
supposed to be, you know, defending the, defending the goal and the ball rebounds and he's watching it and someone else gets there before him and he just came on the field. So it's just another example where FC Dallas relaxed and, you know, it was just two guys pressuring two guys on the ball. And um, I think the other thing is that, uh, and I, I think um, listening to the, the post-game comments from Nico, which I know you have some clips later to, to bring up, but he's right when he says, you know, we, if we score another goal here, and I'll bring you back a couple games to Houston, we had to keep her one-on-one. No one else but Jesus going to keep her. Our U.S. national men's team forward and a keeper, Houston keeper, a MLS keeper, and we we don't you know we don't get a goal out of that, and we don't we don't even go to the corner flag and waste a minute and win the game, right? Um, we need some more production on those goals that we left on the field against Austin. I mean, how many? Uh, there was one pass where you know just unlucky where Paul Arioli hits the post. Those are not going in for us, right? <laughs> They're going in for the other team. So in, in a sense, Nico is right that it's it's an unfair sport. And I think right now they are getting some unfair things happening. But what's not fair or unfair is, is the mistakes, the dumb mistakes. Not finishing when you have two on one. You know, Velasco had hit Jesus against Austin. And it was it was Jesus against two players in a, in a trailing Velasco that could have had the goal. Jesus slows down. <laughs> he was in head of the two defenders. He let them get in front of him and then tried a, a very lame move. Got a bad shot off right to the keeper. I mean, uh, we all see the goals that give up those plays that, you know, we say, hey, but that play is just as big as the other play, right? He's like, if you score the goals and hmm. – Different between three points and one point. And I'm not trying to say, you know, um, be hard on Jesus, but he has to do better, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think there's certainly uh, blame to go around on this, but um, it, it, it's tough. It's tough, especially when it's one mistake. And sometimes, you know, even those mistakes, they had a, a goof up earlier, early in the match. I think Hedges turned the ball over and they didn't get punished for it. And, and sometimes that happens in soccer. And so I, I do get the argument from, from Nico and from others that, hey, sometimes these things happen. It's just the cruelty. The, the ball bounces a certain way. Um, but... But they keep happening. For me, that's the problem. That's the question mark of like, you know, yeah, what's right. and and sure, I'm sure they happen to other teams too in this league. But they, uh, it, it's been tough for FC Dallas for eight games now, and these bounces keep happening. So there's something I, there that needs to be looked at. That's not just bad luck. Well, um, one thing everyone's talking about is the roster, right? Uh, you know, you can see that Nico is going with the same players pretty much every game and very minimal changes. It's the same players. So, you know, you kind of seeing maybe Jesus and Paxton are just been run to the ground too much. And, you know, and then you have all the bad things happening. It's a mental thing. You know, here we go again. Even I posted in like 60 minutes, are we going to choke tonight? And we choked against Austin, right? I was at the game when I typed that in and I was like surprised it happened because I really – Austin didn't have a very good game. They didn't. So let me just say this for all the FC Dallas fans. Austin's in first place right now. They don't look anything like a first place team. If they're there, they'll, they sign someone great. 
and they, they get to the, the playoffs and, and win it all, I'd be surprised. They didn't look anything like a first grade, first first round team, whatever. And uh, SC Dallas had a really good game that I thought they, they really, you know, took it to them. I mean, you can look at the stats. I think um, SC Dallas was the better team. And like I said, if we weren't in that slump, this game, would I would have went home feeling happy because, you know, I thought I saw some good things. Alan Velasquez did some good things in the middle of the field. Uh, he had some really good mm-hmm. cuts. And, you know, you can see the boy's got talent. He's just a kid. I kind of think that they're playing him similar to they did Paxton coming off the injury. Kept Paxton outside when he was, you know, recovering, did not get hurt. And I, I want to, you know, just just a speculation on my part is that I think they're keeping Velasco outside because he's a young kid, small kid. And he's not really big enough to... You know, but he is getting in the middle. When he gets in the middle, he looks like a 10 or a Mario Diaz kind of direction to play. And he had some big passes against Austin. Should have had more goals. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's jump over and hear the clip from um, head coach Nico Estevez after uh, the game. Uh, obviously, you'll just get in his body language how disappointed he is. Uh, but also, uh, I think it's it, it's a long clip. So we'll listen to his response. And... Of course, we welcome everyone's questions and comments if you have a reaction to this past week of FC Dallas action. Uh, let's listen to Coach Nico after the Austin match. Well, uh, one thing is what the perception that I, that I have, and then you see also the stats, and it is very similar, right? I think we are, in the first half we have played uh, Austin. We created a number of chances. Uh, we, we create like a 2.43 expected goals, and they create 0.73. And uh, it's amazing that we didn't score like two or three goals today. Uh, but I think uh, the overall game, we, we, you know, we did exactly, exactly what we planned in the first half, and we delivered it. Like, it was very interesting because we had one, one day to prepare the game, and the guys just absorbed that yesterday in a 45-minute session. Okay, because they, they, they played on Wednesday. We couldn't train more. And, and the way they deliver. And, and you could see at the beginning they were a little bit nervous, some mistouches, some, some things that. But as soon the game w- went through and the things that we were talked that we could do uh, were working, uh, I think they, we got confidence uh, and uh, we, we delivered a really good performance in the first half. I think in the second half, both teams like uh, was very average performance. Um, they had a little bit more the, the possession, um, but didn't create like a clear, clear chances. And I think a counterattack we could uh, hurt them um, as we had the, the play with uh, Jesus and, and Alan uh, uh, before uh, they score. And, and again, uh, we have the two nothing. Like we had the three one against uh, Houston, or we had the th- the three one uh, or the three nothing against uh, Austin, and, and we didn't score, and we got a score. Um, and I think uh, we are we're living the cruel side of the sport right now. Any little mistake, anything, because they made mistakes in the first half, and or if we provoke, they're, they're making mistakes, and we we could we couldn't or we didn't punish, or they they they're leaving the other side, right? The, the lack side of not getting punished, uh, and we're leaving that side, and and it's it is hard, but I believe that at the end of the season, everything get balanced. And then we'll recover the good side of the of the sport, and we'll leave this cruel side to one side, and will help us to be better. I think we saw some things today we haven't seen in other games, 
we grinded there, there we fought, uh, we blocked some shots in the box that uh, we didn't. Uh, and I think this is part of the process. And, and trust me, that, that is hard for uh, all of us because delivering the performance that we are delivering and not getting the win, uh, it, it is not fair, right? And I think these this players deserve, deserve uh, better. I would agree. I mean, I, I agree, Coach Nico. Um, there's a lot to like about the performance, about the fight. I mean, in my article today, like one thing I, I said is like you can't fault this team for their heart, for their energy, for what they're leaving out on the field. You just can't fault them for that because uh, you know Paxton flying around. You know, um, you know folk, they're 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 working hard um, out there, and there's some really exciting things happening, and some good movement and, and some good teamwork and things like that happening. So yeah, we, we can give credit. We give credit that they should have scored it. And at the same time, we can also acknowledge too, that there were, there were still, you know, Austin still had some, some, some opportunities too to, to put a, another goal away or, you know, um, throughout the match, they had chances, you know, and sometimes teams don't take chances. So I get it. It can be a cruel sport. It cannot be fair. Uh, sometimes we, FC Dallas, we know that, and we've been a beneficiant against other teams. But uh, when it keeps happening, it, for me, it comes down to like you know that it's either tactics, it's how the coach is lining the guys up, um, or uh, it's uh, you know just talent, it's just talent and the ability of players and the experience of players. It's a young team, so I get it. They're going to make some mistakes. Jesus is is learning still he's uh he's growing into this role but like even the idea like um you know the, the they're we're holding on to a lead austin was was pushing was making you know, had more possession i think in the second half at least it felt like it um we're certainly putting a lot of pressure on fc dallas dallas was doing good but it, it, in that moment uh, you got to be careful. You, you're instructing your players to to build out of the back, but what happens to teams that build out of the back? They turn the ball over. They they give it up. And so you know you you may need to be creative and think outside the box and say, hey, when we're preserving the lead, we're going to boot the ball up the field some. We're going to pick our moments. If they're pressing, we're going to pick our moments for when we uh, when we try to build out of the back. So that so that Edwin don't pass it backwards. Edwin kick the ball out. Do you know? This is how we're going to play it smart and how we're going to let ourselves kind of get set up and get ready for the defensive actions and things. But even then, I, I think while some of that could tweak it, I, I think we're also seeing the limits of this roster that um, Frank O'Hara came on and it, it just it's just it's tough to watch him play. I mean, he I think he can be useful in spurts and he probably would be useful in a different setup and maybe a different team. Um but he just watching him run and try to close down. It's just it's just not it's not great great fun to watch. I think Nano great resume and he probably did play one of his better games. Um, he did, yeah, yeah, that we've seen him play. But I'm still, you know, after that, it, you know, if, if I if this was career mode on FIFA or whatever or, or Football Manager, I'd. I'd you know, I'd say, oh, your loan is done. You know, like I'd be like, we're just going to do something else because uh, that, that was a huge mistake. We just can't, you know. Um, well, but, Nico, maybe that's cruel, uh, you know, but... yeah, go ahead. Nick, Nick, Nico in his conference is never going to say, you know, I need a better, I need a better bench. 
But if you ask anyone who's a soccer expert, you know, all the other podcasts that I listen to and all the news, needing a better roster, right? I mean, like even that, I don't even think that we have, I think we have a couple of roster spots open. And then you have someone like Sean, who played last year, is not even playing. So he's hogging up a spot. Um, you know, the professional that Nico is is not going to make excuses. But I'll tell you one thing, comparing Nico to Lucci, and I'm not knocking Lucci, I'm just more giving props to to Nico, is that um, he handles himself very well. He's He, he makes great points, you know, uh, if he scored the goals. He's absolutely right. But he is kind of skirt-tailing the roster thing. I think anyone you ask will say, yeah. you need to have a better roster. Because two games in a row, you bring in your subs, and they score on your fresh subs. Right. <laughs> right? That's a problem. That's that's why, like, for me, there's some just there's some talent lacking. Yeah, and and I think you know, are we seeing just the limits here of, of what you know what some of these guys can do? Like Quinone, he's had some good games. He's looked much better this season. But he came on even in this second half and just you know, if we really need a, a player of that mold with that experience to come in and be that leadership and really make some key. You know, hold up the ball, get the ball, get, get possession, break down Austin, um, and, and and it doesn't really influence the game all that much. It's like FC Dallas was the yeah. one chasing, was just the one just trying to absorb, absorb, absorb. And so I, I just, I, I'm not, I just have a lot of questions around those those tactics and the yeah. talent. Where's the Garezzo? Where's the, the the Santos? That we, Where's that guy that was making all those defensive yeah. plays last couple of years? We don't have anyone like that this year. I haven't remember any play where, Oh, this guy made a great play to save the ball in that position, right? Yeah. And and I heard you say it earlier too, uh, which I think is interesting. And I think even it's the acknowledgement from Nico that it's like, wait a minute, like, uh, is, is like, oh, we need to score that second goal. We need to score. Well, you need to score the second goal because we have a propensity to give up. And, and certainly, it's a talented league. It's good parity in this league. You're going to give up goals. Mm-hmm. But what wouldn't it be yeah. better to say, no, we just need one goal and we should have the quality and and the and the skill to lock the game down. It, rather yeah. than like, oh, we gotta score again so that we give ourselves some cushion, you know. But Yeah. I don't see it as a coaching issue. I do see it as like, you know, at, at some point the coach relies on the players to do what players do, is play good soccer, right? I mean like um what happened between Nanu and, and Cirillo has nothing really to do with coach, right? That's that's soccer 101, right? Oh, 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 one, you know, it's just right. Those the decisions is and you know for a guy a kid like Edwin, he's he's still young, he's still learning the game. Uh, in some ways, you can forgive him a little bit, but for Nanu, who's supposed to be a veteran, who's played in the Champions League, you know, you kind of think like, man, he got. We need a little something more, you know. We need we need uh, we need you to be clutch in that moment and, and to be to be the veteran on the field. And so, yeah, it, it, this roster's in a weird place. It, and plus, I, it, look at Austin. Last year, they they just were really not a good team. Um, mm-hmm. This and it's, it takes a year for uh, for someone to institute this kind of po- uh, possession based system. And so, I, I think we're seeing those growing pains too. That. Uh, and we're seeing whether players are going to fit it or not. And, and that'll be some question whether going into the offseason, uh, regardless of what happens, that Nico will, will trim this roster some and 
make some moves and try to bring in guys who can actually do some of the things that he really wants to, to be done. Um, so I, I just think we're seeing those issues and we're just seeing the needs on this roster. So, uh, so let, let's shift over there. Let's shift over from there. Cause you already mentioned Shun. That was one of the p- news pieces this week that it, he, there's a loan deal uh, being worked out to a, a top flight team in Hungary. I think we all knew that right from day yeah. from after a couple of months when he wasn't playing. You, yeah. Okay. This guy's marked to, to go. And go so, ahead. I'm sorry. May, well, no, I mean, I just, so it'll be interesting to see if, if there's a, you know, purchase option on that or, or what uh, I, I'm, I'm sure Shun because because uh, he, he wants playing time um, and he wants to be getting some minutes for whatever reason it's not working here. I mean, I would have loved to seen him over Obreon. I mean, I'm not convinced about Obreon at this point either. You know, I think. Uh, I, I, yeah, from what I saw last year, he was just as good to be a, a occasional starter. You know, yeah, but. Yeah, and Shun would at least give us give us a little something different on the field for the coach to try out. But hey, okay, you know, it's just not if it's not yeah. working out, you know, if it's not the fit in yeah. the locker room, and, it, and a loan deal is interesting because it does mean that you know maybe his value will be higher after the World Cup and they'll get a bigger deal for him or something. And so maybe FC Dallas is just playing the the long game on this. The, you know, the other, I, I want to say, yeah, I was going to say in my experience with things, it's it's like that comes down. Like even the jerseys, right? We're changing, you know. Just, I have no, just, just speculate. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. If something happened on my end. I you cut out a little bit from the mic. I, I'm not sure. Oh. It may have been. Okay, my, I was. Maybe my end. I'm okay. not sure. I was just saying. Uh, I was just thinking it was is coming down something to money with with Sean. Mm-hmm. Either they're it paying be, too yeah. much or. Well, and. The, the other little bit of a rumor is uh, uh, that supposedly Dallas is linked in a conversation about uh, Richie Larea, Canadian national yes. team fullback. I think he used to be with, with Toronto. Um, good, a good guy, a good, good skilled player. Would be an upgrade for us at outside back uh, just to get him minutes ahead of the World Cup. So that may be something that's being in conversation about. And especially yep. with Farfan's situation, we could probably use another player. Uh, to slot in somewhere and give us some flexibility. At least one, right? Yeah. At least one. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, so, you know, all this has raised the question. I've asked uh, Nico a couple of times about the summer transfer window. Is the team going to be quiet? You know, is, and he's been, you know, kind of kept the same answer. They're not, uh, you know, they're looking for the right fit. They're looking for players that will improve the team, which is fine. Okay, I get it. Uh but that he's happy with the squad he has. I appreciate he says that as a coach, because as a coach, I think you kind of got to tell you have more sway. Um, you probably need to say that to get buy-in from your players. Um, but I think we've seen, again, this past eight, eight, eight games that this team needs some help. This team needs an upgrade in certain areas. It needs guys who can come in and be uh, be of help off the bench. And since since... They're not really turning to any other young guys. We're seeing like Redzik for just a few minutes here and there. Um, we don't know if those young guys could be that. Maybe they could, but but if Nico's not trusting them, he's not trusting them. So it's a tough place to be. It's a tough. Uh, I, I'm hoping that we'll see some movements. I in the past few days at Major League Soccer, I'm we've, so. yeah, we've seen some interesting trades and things. And some of those guys, you're like, hey, we'd love you know third a young third striker. Why not? Why not take a take a, a chance on him? You know. 
so, some trades and some some guy got Julian Gressel. Could he have been an interesting option for FC Dallas? Uh, you know, but FC Dallas so far hasn't been a part of those moves, and so we'll have to see. I, right. I'm nervous if they don't make some moves. If they don't at least bring in a couple of of guys to just help push and keep the other guys on their toes to you know add a little more competition. Yeah. Right now, I see the team as you know fighting for the last playoff spot and getting in as you know as a luck chance to to advance. You know, anything can happen when you get in, but I don't think they're good enough to win the cup. But to make the playoffs, they might win a game or get lucky. But, uh, you know, they got to quit the dumb mistakes and score goals. You know? And plus, you know, at the end of the year, how fresh is Jesus and Paxton going to be after all these minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, that was a nice thing about the goal against Austin. You kind of say, hey. Hopefully this is a preview of the World Cup of uh, Jesus and Paul linking up a bit. Yeah, that was a great goal. That was a great goal. No, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Well, it, I want to add uh, something, oh, if we could, real quick. Uh, I was going to just say is that uh, I think one story that's been missed with the last game with Austin, and I, you know, I didn't get to go to the other game that was in Austin, but what we're seeing here is you know the the fans from different teams in one stadium. I don't know where else in MLS you see that. Um, and it's going to only get bigger and bigger. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see the green growing. And if Dan Hunt can get somebody special on this team, not saying that we don't have any special, but we really don't have a superstar. But if the you know the, we get the excitement going on with more victories, this could be like Texas, Oklahoma, where you have half the stadium, Austin, or not half, but – you could have an environment that's pretty special. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the, the journalists have missed that because you saw uh, your your buddy you were, you were texting with about Austin partying outside the stadium to celebrate the little trophy that they beat Houston a little bit more than we did, <laughs> basically. Um, but there's an excitement of two cities now coming together as a rivalry that you never had before in any other way. And I just think that's big for MLS. It's big for, for, for FC Dallas. It's big for Austin. And it's big for our soccer fans, right? Uh, so I, I was happy to see that in person. Yeah, well, good. Well, good. Uh, it, it definitely looked like the, the atmosphere was, was nice. It was a hot day, I know, out there in Frisco. But good atmosphere at the game. And, and the rivalry is growing. Yeah. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, the, the Copa Teas hopefully will just keep growing. And many more yeah, right, right. Years to come. It doesn't mean anything right now because the teams are just, you know. Yeah. We'll see how it advances. Well, good. Well, um, this week the team gets a little bit of rest, a little slowdown to the hectic schedule, uh, a chance to rest some some weary legs. So I'm hoping it's a good, big turnaround this weekend. I think they go up to uh, Salt Lake, um, which will be a tough match. Real Salt Lake is is a good team, and they'll have to be yeah. Um, Skilled and excellent and cohesive to, to get a result. Meanwhile, if, if we go to an MLS Next Pro, got to chat with Coach uh, Ka again this week. Uh, they played Dynamo uh, Dos, Dynamo 2. And uh, just uh, if you're a neutral, you haven't watched any MLS Next Pro, uh, it, it's a great match to watch. It ended up a tie, 3 3. Um, d- disappointing result because North Texas just made some mistakes too. I, you know, so I think that's an interesting thing to think about with the senior team. 
went down, but clawed their way back and um, you know made a game of it. Nearly nearly got the go ahead goal. Uh, what it was just a fun match to watch North Texas just fight and work so hard for their coach. Um, it, you know the the takeaway too is that their defense is just uh, led by super round <laughs> super draft sorry, first round draft pick Colin Bartlett. Uh, it is it, North Texas's defense needs work. It needs some stability. It needs they could use some talent there as well. Um, but but still, there were just some great plays. Even Carrera, I'm really high on him. I think he is going to be a goalkeeper of the future for FC Dallas and uh, has made some incredible saves. Um, but also some of the attacking talent out there were just so much fun to watch. And Colin Smith. Uh, Colin Smith has just come on really strong. So after the game, I asked, asked Coach Kaw about Colin Smith, who is signed to FC Dallas, the senior homegrown spot, but is developing and spending more time with uh, North Texas, getting some minutes. And what's been interesting is that Coach Kaw has been playing him uh, as a winger, kind of higher up the pitch. Okay. And I, I asked Coach Kaw about that, um, and I didn't include that clip, but he just said he wants he wants Colin to know all – all of those positions, he wants that flexibility. He wants Colin to be a better defender by knowing how an attacker will come after him. And so it's been a good learning experience for him. But here is uh, Jack, our buddy Jack, got to ask Coach Kaw about, about Colin's growth. And here's what uh, sure. Coach Kaw said. He has been eminent. He's been, if you look at the players that have growth, uh, that have grown tactically, technically, it's him. He's since, 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 since we met each other in, uh, in January, he's been... Um, he's, he's, you know, he's been a student of the game. You know, he's learning. He's the, he he want to understand the game, and you know, it's it's and he understood that he was a little bit reactive. So in the halftime, when I was talking to him, he said, "I know." And then for me, that shows the growth of a player, understanding that he can do better. And then we get into the second half, and then he get and then he got caught. You know, it's a goal, and then he regrouped himself uh, with an assist and still all the opportunities for us to finish the game. For me, that shows the growth what players do. And that's why I love him so much because every single day he's looking how he can improve and get better. So I even look at him like my son. You know, I tell my wife, you know, if someone that I would adopt, I would have loved to have Colin as a son if I'm looking at the son. But but his growth as a player since we met in January has been huge. You know, sometimes even myself, he boggles too much to want to want to watch video, but that just shows how much he want to learn. So his improvement has been immense and fantastic. And when he's like this, there's nobody who can stop him here and on the next level. I am 100% sure about it. So, yeah, so that's a good uh, a good plug there for, for Colin and his future. And I'm really excited, too. So he has been playing very well this season and, and just keeps getting better and better and influencing the attack. So uh, he is a, one of the big bright spots there. And I'm hope, hopefully that will translate um, next year. He'll start to translate to the senior team. And he'll start mm-hmm. working his way in and be that next next big prospect that we've the next big FC Dallas right back, you know. Um, but it, you know, the one challenge with MLS Next Pro is just those that camera work. If the game is the game of the week, like this one was against Houston okay. in North Texas, it was good. Yeah, it was good. So there was some a little better quality, but some of them it is it is, it can be tough. You have to be a real soccer nerd to get into. Yeah, it. my daughter used to play high school, and they had that thing going on i could not hardly even watch it her game because yeah wouldn't follow the ball it just was a mess 
Well, good. Well, just two of us. So, you know, we work through some of our, our, um, yeah, topics. Uh, you know, I mean, so Tommy, you've been the schedule. Yeah. I was going to just say real quick, the schedule coming up is really gruesome. I'm looking at it right now because they have to travel Mm -hmm. out to Salt Lake for the 23rd, come back, play the LA galaxy. Then they're going to play Seattle and Portland out on the West Coast, and I would assume they're going to just stay out there since they play Seattle on August 2nd, and then four days later play Portland on August 6th. <laughs> a lot of travel there to come back, to go back, um, and then they come back home to play you know, San, San Jose. So they, they have a tough one, two, three, four, five, six games coming up with, yeah. And, and in the Big D uh, Slack channel, we were talking about this today, that there's only six home games left. So my question was, let's just assume, we know right. we can't really assume, but if, if FC Dallas at least wins their six remaining home matches, that's 18 more points. Is that enough to get in the playoffs? Yeah, good question. Well, let me look at the standings. This would be about 40 points or so. Um, yeah, it's it's, and you can't assume that. Uh, and of course, the team has played a lot better away this year, which is why we are in a little bit better position than we would be. Um, so if we can turn some of those results into draws or even sneak out a win, you know, we can really improve that. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, you know, if you remember way back when uh, New England was kind of a poor team all year, and then they signed. Um, the U.S. men's national team guy, which I can't remember his name. He has scored a nice goal in the World Cup, and he changed their season around. I think they went to the final, if I'm not mistaken, that year. And uh, so anything can happen if they sign someone, um, you know. So yeah. we'll see. Other teams out there being aggressive or trading this and that. So I think there's deals to be had for FC Dallas to at least bring in another player to to be an option off the bench to, to push or just to give Nico another possibility but uh until then i mean i just keep hoping one of these players or, or a young player will just sort of emerge as a, in, in this moment and kind of step up and play a big role but uh, i don't know who that's going to be at this point any any news on farfan i mean uh it, it looked pretty serious like he would be out for a while yeah uh, nico did, said he would be out this past weekend now i don't know about this coming weekend uh, it's con- it's it's concussion protocol so i think they have to wait at least Okay. Seven days um, for symptoms, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see, and hopefully we'll hear good news that he's back in practice this week. Right. Yeah. Because that's a big that'll be a big challenge to, to miss him again. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of uncertainties about this team in that sense, and also this this issue with Jose Martinez about his. Uh, I think it was in the Houston match that if not before, he had to come off at halftime because uh, he was having heat uh, issues. Some kind of heat illness or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... I've never heard of that, but I've heard of people getting tired. Yeah, and I, I, mean, so it, I it happens, you know, and it can really happen in, in, in that weather, and if you're not used to it and you're not drinking enough water, um, right. some people are just susceptible to it, but that raises a lot of questions for me about his future at FC Dallas. And just, is this, you know, is this something he's just also ha- has a lot of minutes on his body and needs this long week to rest up and he'll be fine. But 
Uh, I'm hoping that's not an issue that that hurts us any yeah. way down the stretch. If not, we you know should move back to Tafari as, as sooner rather than later. You know. Yeah, uh, Tafari has got more physical talent. You know, he's well, they're leaps and bounds better than Martinez, but it's the it's the soccer IQ that everyone talks about that Tafari just. Is very raw and needs games to get better. Yeah. And maybe Nico's, Nico's plan is let's give him a half, you know, and let Martinez play a half. And, you know, um, yeah, you just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, well, interesting time to be an FC Dallas fan. And I, I, I'm still hopeful with Nico. I, I like uh, I like what um, I, I like what he's doing. I just I think we do need to have some patience here and um and trust that that he can he can figure this out with the team and if not then next year he'll go into with a lot more wisdom and knowledge of how to uh, get more out of this squad and help them take the next step but it's still a, a very young squad um and I think with the young you also see that we we have a lot of players who are small in stature and I think that's also a disadvantage that the coach has is that, you know, you're younger, but you're also smaller. And, you know, like, you, I mean, look up, you have Obreon, Velasco, Siki, um, quite a few players that are not big for set pieces. So, I mean, if you remember when we played New England, I think they were just serving balls in the middle of the whole game. That was their tactic. And I think if I played FC Dallas, I would just lob balls into the box and have a big, big target out there because – we don't have height, right? Uh, but, yeah. Well, good. Well, all right. I, I'm, I guess we're going to leave it there. I mean, I, I think we hit on all the major news. Oh, the other good news yeah. is that Paul Ariola and Jesus Ferreira did make the all-star team. So congratulations to them. Definitely deserve it. Paul has been uh, just a, a great purchase. I mean, a great trade, great outlay of expenses for him. Um great part of this team it's fun to watch him play um and and fun to watch him link up with jesus and velasco too has been is still growing into this role and getting better but he's fun paxton's having a good season uh, so much to like about this team and still feel really positive about it even at the same time it's a work in progress it's a work in yeah progress. and it's work in progress and on jesus no i mean his shot he's you know he gets space in that shot he's he's very deadly but, you know, uh, and his game is still, you know, he's still, you know, getting better and better. He's got more levels to achieve and, you know, dribbling. And it, it, it's only coming in time. And same thing with Paxton, right? Remember where Paxton was last year? He was out in the wing. Paxton's having great games. Now he just needs to get to that other level. And heard other people say he's got to get into the box and make a better pass and get some goals, get some assists. He's just a little bit. You know, one more level, a couple more levels better to get really start stardom, right? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, good. Well, let's let's leave it there. We'll make it a short and sweet show with just the two of us. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks everybody for watching. Uh, of course, you can subscribe to the audio version of this podcast uh, wherever you find uh, podcasts, wherever you get them. Um, they'll be available probably by tomorrow. And and of course, stay. Stay healthy, and uh, yep. let's stay stay rooting for FC Dallas. Even as we endure an eight-game winless streak, let's hope that uh, it changes, fortunes change this weekend. All right? Yes. All Thank right, you, good Nathan. night, everybody. Good night.